Dalforce UK and Caged present Full Throttle with your hosts Andy Watts and Matt Josie. Boom! Giving it large. Very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to tonight's edition of Cage Full Throttle in association with Oval Talk and Downforce Radio. We are back once again to bring you another podcast and to bring you more meeting reports and, of course, our Moldy Old quiz and, of course, fixtures and our topics of discussion coming up later on in the podcast. As always, myself, Andy Watts, with me is Matt Josie. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Andy, and good evening to everybody else who's listening tonight. And our panellists are Jordan Holland. Good evening, Jordan. Good evening, Andy. Good evening, everyone else. And, of course, uh, James King. Good evening, James. Good evening, Andy, and good evening to all the listeners. And uh, once again, not forgetting to uh, check out our Facebook page, where, of course, you can obviously uh, join in with tonight's topics of discussion. And, of course, if you want to send us any messages that we can uh, read out, polite ones, of course, uh, throughout the course of the podcast, then please do get in touch with us. We start with our meeting reports, as always, and it starts with the unlimited back-to-basic bangers at all shot on the 15th of April. Hand you over to Matt for the full report on that one. Yes, thank you, Andy. So Aldershot's first unlimited back-to-basic meeting of the year at the raceway. Um, just over 40 cars turned up for this one. So a few uh, no-shows on the day, but that's not to take away from what was a brilliant meeting overall. Um, on the car front, 260 Keith Reynolds turned up in the Mercedes hearse. Number 15 Heli turned up with a little Mercedes A-Class, I believe it was. One of the smallest back-to-basic unlimiteds I've ever seen, and I think you ever will do. Um, 414 Jimmy Craig turned up in a Hyundai Coupe. 180 Fatal turned up in a Vauxhall Amiga. 665 Talks from the Smarties had a cool Jag XJ40. 595 of the Interchange had a Ford Galaxy People Carrier. But the uh, the biggest surprise of the day was the surprise appearance from 349 Noddy of the Gladiators, who was a, had a brilliant day um, at the track. So uh, we welcomed him with, with very big arms indeed. Um, on to uh, some bits about the racing. Um, 414 Jimmy Craig didn't have a brilliant start to the day. Um, it's in the first two heats of the afternoon for the uh, the back to the basic bangers. He got turned into the post not once but twice in the uh, the wrong way around the because uh, he's not allowed to uh, turn in a certain direction in the first two heats. But that happened to him unfortunately. And same goes for sort of um, 713 Lauren Annette's in her Volvo Estate didn't quite get going in the end. She uh, didn't do too badly on the day, but a kept, car kept cutting out throughout the day, so that's not brilliant really for her so not the sort of meeting she'd expect to have but hopefully things can improve for her next meeting um by far the most entertaining race of the day was the was heat number three and of course it was the king of the ring dd that was the main event of the afternoon which was absolutely uh epic but sadly short-lived um for those who don't know the king of the ring destruction derby was a bit of a throwback to the old fleet motor club destruction derbies when it was the old street bangers there and it was typically american style and um, what a brilliant destruction derby it was indeed. Um, a lot of cars getting stuck in from the get-go. Uh, a little mini free car jacking train as well against the fence, which is pretty cool to see. Um, but we move on to the results now uh, for the back-to-basic bangers unlimited. Uh, heat number one was taken by 80 Matt Nutley. Heat number two, 522 The Weevil. Heat three was taken by, once again, 510 Louis Richardson. And the grand final was taken by 380 Lethal, while the King of the Ring Destruction Derby was taken by 473 Mark Nickel. And uh, 
That concludes the Unlimited Back to Basics at Aldershot Shot from the 15th of April. Next meeting is this coming Sunday at Aldershot Shot for the Tongham Classic. And um, I'm going to hand you back over to Andy now, who's going to report on a brilliant uh, meeting at Mildenhall from Saturday for the 2 litre National Bangers British Qualifying Round and the debut of the Unlimited Back to Basic Bangers. Right, thank you, Matt. Yes, and a brilliant night for the National Bangers uh, up to 2 litre. Of course, always bringing brilliant action whenever... They come to Mildenhall in the two-leader class and a uh, massive turnout of gladiators. Well into eight gladiators turned up on the night and they were there for only one thing. They were going to cause mayhem and they did do. Heat number one uh, saw the first of the actions kick off with Nicky Bell from the gladiators in 3.06, turning around on turn four to hit one double two Mark Cooper Jr. over the passenger side rear wheel and then it saw Noddy come into action who was waiting on turn four and then hit Dan Latham head on on the pit gate turn who was then hit from behind by 532 from the gladiators just a lap on from that uh, 328 then was hit by 174 whipper from the gladiators head on which then saw Craig Oliver in 542 going in behind as well which caused a big pile up along the home straight which saw 664 and 82 Ben Beasley going in involving a couple of the shunters as well treble one from the shunters uh, went into that pile up afterwards and then actually got hit uh, in the passenger doors by his own teammate three double two uh, not intentionally which uh, saw the chance for uh, three four nine on the exit of turn four after that pile up had been formed uh, getting hit head on by 64 from Jake Club uh, then uh, 212 Mario accidentally hitting Noddy in the driver's door which certainly wasn't intentional he did quickly check on oh, Noddy straight after the accident and uh, he was all okay and Noddy as always continued racing on a lap later from that 532 from the Gladiators uh, went in on the uh, 664 car in that little pile-up down on the end of the home straight. Uh, 349 then also went in and gave a T-bone to 332 from the Shunters. 349 then came back out of that to wait for 326 to give him a head-on just as we came to the end of the race. The first race of the National Bangers was won by 549 and that was actually one of the gladiators Phil Smith who uh, had a bit of a quiet first heat heat number two not as much action but uh, this time saw the predators two of the predators out to play at night with a good four cars from the TMT team of course they were having their feud throughout the course of the evening and uh, the first of that started with a pile up on turn two which saw Knuckles put in uh, Gary Lee from TMT in one four one. Later on from there, we saw 108 Squeaky go down the back straight, who then got put into the actual post just on turn three uh, by Jason Thurlow in 6-2-4. Then uh, turn two saw more action where the Predators and TMT were well and truly involved again, which saw the 5-9 car of Matt Butcher going in on turn two, courtesy of 279 from the Predators. Uh, that saw Ricky Hutton Tricky 623 going in after that as well. And I believe that the other of the gla- 
Predators also winning after that. 178 of uh, Kieran Bowman. But apart from that, it was, uh, it was handed to Harry Overy who went to take the checkered flag in 3-5-6. Then we see the consolation race for the National Bangers, which really did see plenty of good action right from the word go. A nice little small pileup again forming on turn two, uh, involving 3-2-3, three, three, who was in the middle of that little pileup down there, who uh, unfortunately, after getting hit a couple more times, as he was stuck on the wall by the Predator, and then 4-4-9 Bill Critton also going in after that, and then 1-4-1 also taking on the Predator, which saw the uh, 3-2-3 car who was sat on the wall, then gently rolling onto his side, which brought the red flags out. Straight on the restart, though, 2-7-9 from the Predators, uh, was put into uh, turn three by uh, 5 double nine Matt Butcher, and uh, on after that, 2-7-9 went in, a couple of laps later on Matt Butcher's park car on turn four. Three two six tricky then going in as well, which uh, then brought the red flags out again as a fire broke out under the bonnet of two seven nine's car. Then the restarts or two oh one Turkish waiting on the home straight to uh, catch a few un unaware victims of him being parked behind some park cars. Four four nine Bill Gritton then hitting the 178 car from the Predators again on turn four. Then by, and then was hit once again. 178 hit by 459 Toddy Boy. And then a massive T-bone hit on the 178 car of Kieran Bowman by 859 of Terry Archer, which saw him against the arm car at the time of the hit. Uh, 859 then taking on some of the gladiators and was well and truly in the thick of things. And uh, 201 Turkish well and truly went head on with uh, 311 Helm from the only Motley crew driver there on turn four. Which then saw 95 from the TMT team, Louis Armstrong, then giving another massive T-bone to the Kieran Bowman car on 178 again on turn four, which then resulted in some very ugly scenes off track, but we won't say no more about that. On to the final, though, 431 started out on turn four and was hit by uh, the 664 car of Aaron Chalice. 326 park car was then hit by 549 Phil Smith, and then again by 542, 328 Dan Lathan taken all the way around the pit turn by 549 sideways in a spectacular fashion. A lap on from that, Dan Lathan then was spun on turn one. Then he was hit by 542 from the Gladiators. Of course, that is Craig Oliver. And then hit again by Nicky Bell in 306. And then again, 328 was then nailed on turn two by Craig Oliver again as he was facing against the wall on turn two. Then 201 Turkish also going in. Then after that, 557 goes in on the 808 car of by 55557 on turn four. Then hit again 
by five four nine. The destruction derby though saw a great battle go on with Martin Baxter and for six nine taking a lot of heavy hits from a whole range of the gladiators. And then after that, once they'd finished with uh, Martin Baxter, they decided the only other driver left to take on was 898 Andy Battle, who uh, took a beating from every panel on his car, which resulted in a very, very squash-looking Ford Mondeo. You wouldn't recognise it after all the punishment he took from the Gladiators. Down to the wire, though, it came down to the last of the two Gladiators taking on 542. Craig Oliver was the man that came through to take the win ahead of Phil Smith in 5-4-9. The winners of the consolation were 3-3-7, Ashley Garrard. The final was won by 3-8-5 of Craig Thurlow. And the all-comers we didn't get a result for that one as it was ended prematurely which went straight on to the Destruction Derby. So that was the report from the National Bangers. On the back-to-basic front, though, another good turnout on their debut to the Mildenhall Stadium. 30 unlimited back-to-basics turned up. Most of them were turned up in Mercedes E-Class Estates. The only uh, difference being uh, was 33, Gary Madwick, who uh, turned up in a Volkswagen Beetle. And it's fair to say, Matt, on their debut, that actually provided uh, the typical action you'd expect from the back-to-basics. Yeah, and it's, you know, people, there were some people niggling at me on Oval Chat, uh, probably expecting more, um, the na- sort of, you know, sort of crashes from, like national bangers, but it it was what you'd expect from back to basic bangers. Like we said, 30 cars is a good starting point for the class at Mildenhall Stadium. Um, typical Volvos and, um, and BMWs. Um, there, was, there was a people carrier as well, fresh people carrier out there. And as you say, Gay Magic uh, in a Beetle as well. Um, throughout the day, you had obviously you had your standard two eats, a final and destruction derby, um, and it was what you expected from back to basic bangers. Plenty, quite a lot of spins going on, nothing over the top, which is what the class is all about. And we had quite a fairly entertaining destruction derby. I think you'll agree, which um, actually was won by the B two or thirty three game magic. But I think it was a very good, decent start for the back to basics at Mildenhall. I know. There were some people that didn't see the point of them or expected more action from them. But what do you expect? I thought it was a brilliant debut from the, the uh, at the track, certainly. It, it's definite. And it's fair to say that people have to give these back to basics time. They started out at Aldershot two years ago. And look where they've gone to now. They've gone to exceeded lengths so much so that they're at nearly every track that uh, Speedworth and Grace run. And not only that, they've now started to move on to other tracks as well. So it is a new way forward and like in the world you, of bangers. And like you said, um, when it started at Aldershot back in 2015, the turnouts were between 30 to 40 cars. And then look at it now. Meetings are attracting over 50 to 70 cars per meeting now. So I'm, I'm confident this could happen at Mildenhall as well. And like we said... This is part of the debate later on, which we'll get onto later, obviously, um, is whether there should be more joint national banger and back-to-basic meetings on the same night. So we'll save that debate for later on. But um, I think that concludes the uh, report from Mildon on Saturday the 21st of April. I think you agree, Andy. (laughs) Quickly give out some race winners. Heat 1 was won by 88 Michael McCarthy. And then the second heat was won by Josh Gooch in 625. The final was won by 621 Gareth Parker Gruff. And the Destruction Derby, as you say, Matt. A lot of people actually quite surprised. 33, Gary Madrick winning in a beetle. It actually got some of the biggest cheers out of the back. It did. I was, I was chewing up crazy. loving it. 
Yeah, I was cheering like crazy. Were loving it. And he loved it so, as well. He had a big grin yes. on his face after winning the Destruction Derby. But, um... It, I mean, what amazed me was he had that lovely little beetle and he was taking on a Chrysler Voyager that everybody knows. It was like a tank that night. It just wouldn't oh, die. Oh, yes. And then finally that's one car. That's and it one died. car we missed off. Yeah, that's one car yes. we missed off the list. The Chrysler Voyager, which was an absolute beast yes. on the night. So, <laughs> And that's of um, 86 Marlon as well. I think he's a national banger regular as well. So, yes. Pretty cool to see him in the back to basic class. Um, Definitely. But that and, definitely concludes now. And that concludes it. And we move on to a third out of four uh, reports tonight. And we move to the East Anglia, um, to Yarmouth, for the unlimited BWS round number three, Sunday just gone. And that report is brought to you by Jordan. Yes, thank you, Matt. And, um, yeah, 45 cars were in attendance down on a sunny Sunday at Yarmouth. 6-2-2, Gary Webb had the smart Mercedes E-Class. 8-7-3, Carl Roberts dared to be different with a BMW 5 Series. And the format of the night was the normal uh, half-car heats, all-comers final, and the showdown to finish off proceedings. Heat 1 saw 24 cars out on track, where the main action come from Damaging and DWO Man, 3 for 1, Andrew Jonesy Jones. Jonesy's Mercedes estate was left in a big wreck after Heat 1 of the night, but typical Broly Clark, he was straight on the spanners, helping Jonesy repair his car, come out for the showdown late run in the night and do it all over again so fair play to Bolaire really putting forward what Banger Racing is all about 699 Stacey Holsworth come through to win heat one of the night heat two saw 19 cars out on track and it was won by 717 Jack Tuffin with a dominant victory winning by over the length of a straight uh, there wasn't much action to note only really a few spins and taps. Um, so yeah, the, sh- and the final saw 37 cars out on track and it began in manic style with a big push. Going in down to turns 3 and 4 with 349 at Noddy Lewis Price. His jag got absolutely snapped off thanks to 45 licks Anthony Croshaw. Uh, Noddy took a nasty gash on his leg but he climbed out all okay. His gladiator teammate, 549 Phil Smith, turned it round and took out 160 Shane Windsor on Noppo. And f- fellow glad, 306 Nicky Bell and 960 Roscoe, Ross Windsor, teammate of Shane Windsor, also got involved in the action. This left 887 Rob Brannan to come through to win the World Card Final and book his place on the World Final Grid at Ipswich in October. Moving on to the showdown now, and um, it began in fairly confusing circumstances with the encouraged draw almost failing a little bit, meaning that basically everyone went round and I think the grid pretty much stayed the same. It began in manic style with a big push going down onto the pit bend with Bro meeting Jonesy with a head-on before jacking him twice in a row, uh, leaving Jonesy's Mercedes stay a big wreck yet again. But they got out and shook hands and had a good laugh about it. 4-5-6, Nathan Roberts come through to win the showdown race with a good drive. 
and overall, it was a solid session with a good mix of racing and crashing. So yeah, the Bangor World Series had another good meet in a great Yarmouth, and I believe the next round takes place at Aldershot Raceway on Sunday the 20th of May with a start time of 12pm high noon. So that should be a good meeting, and um, yeah, I think that just about sums it up for Yarmouth's Bangor World Series round. Thank you, Jordan. And uh, we move on to the fourth and final report of this podcast. And we take you back to the start of the month now on Saturday, the 7th of April at Ringwood Raceway for the annual Unlimited National Banger Spring Open Championship, where around 45 cars were in in attendance, which was a a pretty good turnout, to be fair. I wasn't expecting to go myself personally until last minute um, because of the booking list. uh, Some top names, including the Salters, the Filmers, the Bears, and even a few Gladiators as well. So I decided to make a trip down there. Um, on the car front, 160 had a fresh Previa. 388 Salter bought out once again his used Yank Hearse. 402 had a used Mark III Granada limo. Uh, 884 Tom Filmer bought out his used Yank. Um, the 890 Pavarotti was in attendance from the overseas. So it was nice to see him in attendance. Um, but of course, the biggest names to turn up on the night were the six to eight bears that turned up on the night. So brilliant to see them there. And of course, the film was as well. Um, as you know, keeping my reports very uh, short and sweet. It was overall a brilliant meeting, um, including the, what was it? The the meeting included Salter and the Hearse on Oppo. And it caused a few track blockages on the night as well, which is br- brilliant to see. But as I say, an overall brilliant meeting. Um from start to finish i thought it was one of the the more underrated national banging meetings of the year and hopefully it can be the same next year in 2019 but certainly an underrated meeting um i really enjoyed it i thought it was a brilliant uh, uh sort of a uh, spring open this year so um an overall brilliant meeting the results heat number one was taken by 771 mike pidgeley heat number two 760 that man jay reynolds the spring open grand final was taken by 288 splat and the DD was won by 884 Tom Filmer. And that concludes the reports for um, this podcast. So thank you everyone for the input. And we move on now to the news part of the podcast. I love this part, me. And uh, we kick it off with the <laughs> Posh Wash. I can hear you laughing, Andy. Um, Posh Wash have announced they've taken seven drivers to the Bears Bash this year at the Eastbourne Raceway on Saturday, the 4th of August. That's going to be a brilliant meeting. I can't wait to attend that meeting once again i believe in its mm. fourth or fifth year now so it's getting on now actually at eastbourne but as always hopefully another 100 plus cars on the day um now this is an interesting bit of news 560 gar reynolds raced the first to- uh, sports first toyota prius at stan lake arena <laughs> on the 15th of april and won the destruction derby now that was that's been planned since i believe the end of last year i think it was meant to race at the west country videos open but he had trouble with it and eventually it didn't get raced till uh, Sunday previously. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think we can see more of them in the sport in the future? Well, well, I think so. I... Oh, sorry, Colin. I was just going to say, pretty much summed it up when he turned around and said that he was going to race it at one meeting and it's taken him months to get it back out for another one. But what, what, well, what I worth the wait though, wasn't it, surely? I, I was just thinking how many people were annoyed it won the DD because if there was one car people wanted to see destroyed, it ended up being the one car see, that was the last one. Is... This is the problem, right, of these tighter Priuses. I think they're ugly cars. You think, oh, it's yep. good, we're smashing them up. But I don't want to see them at a banger track. Who will see them as a banger? 
Yeah, but so, the way I look at it is, if they're not on the roads being cabbies, clogging up the whole of London streets, not having a clue where they're going, the best place for them is on a racetrack. Bring it on. <laughs> and can I just what say, say it's more cars on the track. Yeah, so that's true. I don't really mind, to be honest. And it actually looks better as a banger, in my opinion. Yeah, it looked, better. It looked better than your. T- it looked better than a Toyota. Um, not a Toyota. A Ford Focus. I think a Ford Focus is an ugly looking banger. I hate, I've got to say it. I've got to get it off my chest. Um, I do. I think it's an ugly looking banger. This is why I'm saying hashtag bring back Mondeos. Need more Mondeos. <laughs> you'll, be, but yeah. you'll be crying one day at a micro meeting when it's full of high undo gets. <laughs> I will be. You'll be crying. <laughs> yeah, I will be. I've got, I I've got to admit that. Um, I do wonder how much prep that how much prep that Prius must have taken though to strip out like yeah. most of the. And it is worth confirming it was not electric on the day. So yeah, right. it wasn't electric. What <laughs> a big letdown. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't electric. Um, moving it's on, it was fairly solid actually as well. Yeah, it sounded it as well. It sounded quite solid. It must have been to one the DD. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on now, uh, we head back to Mildenhall Stadium for the King and Moor, which has taken pl- place in July. Um, yeah. They've announced revised start times, Saturday now at 3pm and Sunday now 12pm. Um, and include and with this news, uh, there's the King and Moor tickets have now become available to purchase. Um, have you got any more information yeah. on that, Andy? Yeah, um, I'd like to start by saying for all those who rang the Speedsworth office on Monday, hounding the office staff, where are tickets for the Kingy meeting, just to find out they weren't actually released until the Tuesday. I do, do apologise. It was only going oh. by what news I said. But yes, advanced tickets are now on sale. Um, I did say on the day that I, there may have been only a limited number of 3,100 tickets available for spectators, but I wouldn't hold me to that as to that may not be the case but that was the news i was told on the day so if you are getting tickets and you haven't got them already um do get those tickets in um but apart from that yep the revised dates for Mildenall, no surprise there but it is going to be a full-on night of action as i said on the night 190 pre-70 bangers are confirmed it's fully booked 48 of those are austin cambridges who are having their own race and yes. 212 unlimited pre-90 bangers for the Sunday. That's 200. Oh. It is going to be the biggest banger event of the whole of the calendar. I can't see car numbers being any bigger than that, um, apart from probably Banger World Final itself on the day. You can imagine uh, how big it would be. You can imagine how big it would have been if they didn't have to like cut the booking list just because of pit space. It was like... That's 190 people, most of which were asked to race because of personal connections. And like, mm. you can just imagine how many people would have right. off and race there. You would probably could have got 300 out. And yeah. uh, and like, like like I said in the previous podcast, we shouldn't really be looking forward to it um, because of the circumstances. But what mm. a tribute it's going to be to Kingy himself. So, brilliant oh, God, yeah, one, by yeah, the way. Um, and moving on to Stoke, as we all know, this Saturday it's the annual Stanwards Memorial Meeting for Classic National Bangers and it is uh, fully booked at 278 which is 178 unders and 100 <laughs> overs that is um, what was it the, the target was about 300 bangers wasn't it they weren't too far off on the end were they really so, no no they so, weren't yeah um, so that's brilliant I think in this day and age to see that many and you, like you said get, along with the uh, the Keenan Memorial on the Saturday pre-70 National Bangers that's a brilliant effort really so 
should be good. I'm glad I'm not going once again, but maybe next year. Um, and uh, a few weeks ago, um, we had the BBA World Cup for Unlimited Bangers up in Scotland at Cowden B for the race wall. And it was taken once again, the uh, the main event, for a third consecutive time by 617 Jack Overy. And that was on the 14th of April. So a uh, brilliant effort from him. The third time in a row. And I think it's the first time it's ever been done. So um, top win from that man. Um, moving now on to some caged news. We've now hit 6,000 likes on Facebook. Yay. Um, so thank you to everybody who's liked the page over, well, since September 2016. You did get that right, Andy, as you said in the PA, PA at Mildenau on Saturday. Um, Yay. Brilliant effort. Um, next big one is obviously 10,000 uh, Facebook likes. Um, and that brings me on to now, in the celebration of this, we've now um, called all of you, our supporters, the hashtag Cage Nation. And we've got more of that coming very soon about what we're going to do. Get, you know, just interact with everyone, really. So we've got plenty of that coming on our Instagram and Facebook page. So, of course, if you haven't already, um, you can follow us on Instagram, Cage Bangers, and like us on the Facebook page as well. And visit the website, cagebangers.co.uk, for all the latest meeting reports. Before I get that out there. Um, and any other news we've got to mention before we move on? Anything? No, I think that pretty much covers the news. Is that it? No, oh, is that it, Blumenek? Yep, um, I think so. You sound disappointed, yeah, I was expecting a bit more than that. Must be a quiet week. And I've got some news. Where's Magic 208 tonight? He's not in the comments. Nor is Dave Goddard. He must be listening. He's probably like the silent assassin. He's listening. Yeah, he's, waiting. Waiting. he's not commented yet. So if you are listening, you Magic, good evening. <laughs> I'm he sure left, he, he, he can't the comment unable chat. He's left the comment on Able Chat. So, uh, we've, so he's definitely put his input in. So. Yeah, uh, there we go. I knew he'd be there. <laughs> Right, anyway, we're going to move on now to that part of the podcast where this week I don't think we'll be deleting each other off Facebook. Um, <laughs> our discussion this week is should there be more joint national and back-to-basic meetings? This is um, purely because after Mildenau, which on Saturday was a brilliant meeting uh, for both classes, plus it's not just that, all the shots had two or three um meetings in the past few years where you've had national bangers and back to basics on the same day so the debate is should there be more of these meetings um and you've got to look at it from a driver's perspective and a spectator's perspective as well um i'm going to kick things off with a yes purely because i think you're getting value for money as a spectator um there's something for everybody if you don't want to watch the back to basics fair enough you can walk around the pits um and if you like back to basics great you can you've got two lots of bangers on the show basically and i think the main thing is even though you do get a few current national banger drivers in the back to basic class. I don't think it affects turnouts that much, really. So, and mm. Saturday, Saturday at Mildenau proves that. What, a 50 to 60 car in the two litre bangers and 30 in the back to basics? That's a good turnout overall over both classes. Um, and I just don't see the problem with it. I think it's a good, a good idea. So, who wants to go next mm. on that one? No, I agree with you there, Matt. i got to say, any meeting that's got two banger classes on is going to always interest more crowd, you know, because there's going to be plenty more action. You know, for example, like a national banger meeting on Saturday, pretty much most of the just shy of 60 cars that turned up, most of those were Ford Mondeos. Seen one, seen them all. But we're back to basics, you get a nice little variety. And in this case, like we did at Mildenau, we had a Chrysler Voyager, which you don't see many of them get raced. And a VW Beetle again making an appearance. So, yeah, I think it's good value for money for spectators. 
you know, you're guaranteed more action and there's more repair time between the two formulas when either one are racing together. Yeah, certainly. So a lot of of comments that have been seen, people, when people say they're disappointed with Back to Basics, it tends to be because they expected it to just be national bangers, but with dashboards in. And I think if you're going to have a support formula and you're a massive banger fan, then what could you want more than people Mm. coming? A lot of people coming for the first time in cars that are easy to prepare that might then progress to national bangers, put more people in the sport. I'd, I'd love to see the amount of first-time drivers that we get from back to basics, just like coming into the sport from there. And I think it's surely surely a good thing to have people around the pits meeting the national banger drivers. If people think the national bangers can get cliquey sometimes, which I'm sure is something we've all seen, then a way to combat that definitely is to have them in the pits, racing back to basics, getting to know everyone, and then might take the plunge into nationals after. And as, as a support formula... As well, like if you, if you go in there to watch the nationals, we're not saying that back to basics is there to be an equal to it. We're saying it's it's a support formula. It's the entry level bangers, and it gets more people in the sport. So how can that be a bad thing? And yeah, and for those who know me on Oval Chat, I had a little bit of a moan um, during the meeting at Mildenhall because people were commenting um, saying how boring the back to basic class was. Well, what was you expecting? National banger hits. And let's face it, this is my main point. Would you rather have back to basics, which I don't. I think you're entitled to your opinion, but would you rather have back-to-basics on support or would you have hot rods? I hate to offend some people there, but I think uh, even, surely... Yeah. <laughs> surely, even, surely even the biggest back-to-basic haters out there would, would rather have some other form of bangers than your rod formulas. So, <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know, I'm at a loss sometimes, but... Also, people judging it on one meeting, like the uh, the finals and DDs at Aldershot have been probably more savage than the national banger meetings yeah. that have happened at Aldershot They're recently. Always, the heats are always what you expect, nudge and spin, then you get the final, bit more contact, then you've got the destruction diver, which is practically full contact, just obviously you can't go over the top of it. Um, Milden on Saturday, the heats were good. I think the final could have done with a little bit more action, but then it's the first mm. meeting at Milden for the back to basic class, and this is the thing. Um, it's like testing the water, that's really, exactly isn't it? But, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, obviously, Arena had their first back-to-basic meeting a few weeks ago, and I think that got just under 30 cars, and people were actually saying they just wanted to see how Arena would do it, what back-to-basics were like there, before taking the plunge for the next meeting and for the remainder of the season and for the um, foreseeable future. And I think that was the same on Saturday night. Um them drivers that didn't want to really want to race in Mondeos and two litre national bankers, they just wanted to see how back to basics were at Milden Hall. You know, I don't think they've ever really been tested on the show before. And um, obviously, everyone knows Milden Hall's a national banger track, as it were. Um, so I can only see them getting better from now on. And as you said earlier, Matt, before you come on air, maybe getting between 70 and 80 cars like we've been seeing at Aldershot over the last year or so. So, yeah. And and what's the, and this the, is better, the thing? I don't think in going to Mildenhall, especially, I don't think. Uh, in a way, I don't want Back to Basics to take over Mildenhall because I think National Bank has seen it. Mildenhall is <laughs> still thriving really well, but it'd just be nice to have maybe just a few meetings here where you can get them joint on the same night, like Saturday. So that's my opinion on it. Um, also, you got to remember it. You got to remember Mildenhall as well. It's like putting Back to Basics on the shelf would be something a lot of Back to Basics drivers aren't used to. No, as well, it's different. <laughs> But if you don't introduce it there, then people aren't going to get used to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we've actually got 
would you believe I think only one comment on this um on this debate via Oval Chat or Facebook and we'll get onto that more in a minute, why we've only got one comment. Um and this is from Magic Two O Eight on Oval Chat. And hey. I actually Actually, I can't believe I'm agreeing with him on this one. He's saying, don't see an issue with shared back to basic national banging meetings. Gives people who think they're boring times when the pits, fair point. The problem with Mildner is people expected too much action out of them. And when it didn't deliver, because it's nudging and spinning brackets, they complained. You just got to expect it not to be as good as nationals. And you won't be disappointed if it is, which sums it up perfectly, I think, from him as well. Okay. If, you go, if you go expecting nudge and spin, then I think you'd be happy. But if you go expecting jacking trains and T-bones, you're going to be disappointed. I think, what's happened, I think what's happened is that, like, when when rookie bangers became domestic bangers, which just became smaller, cheaper national bangers, then it, once the rookie tag was dropped, then it's, like, assumed that every meeting for newcomers or actual legitimate rookies is still going to be what you expect from the biggest national meetings. I think this is the problem with national bangers. Just because of that national banger tag that they've got on them, People presume every single meeting to be, you know, last car running and full on jacking trains and big pile ups like we used to see in the um, 90s at tracks like Arena and Wimbledon and stuff like that. It's not like that nowadays. And people have to go to meetings with realistic expectations. So if they go to, a, say, for instance, Aldershot this Sunday, what you've got 30 unlimited booked in at the moment, you can't go expecting it to be a great meeting with like old school firecracker pileups. You need to go expecting some good fast racing, plenty of nudging and spinning, hopefully. And then in my opinion, I think then you'll leave happier. So I think people's expectations of things and back to basics and national bangers just need to be more, more realistic to the numbers that are booked in for that meeting and the actual meeting itself. Well, let's put it this way, right? So, Mildenau had its first back-to-basic meeting. It had national bangers as well. So, it had just shy of 60 national bangers. And it had 30 un- um, back-to-basics. So, bearing in mind, this is the first meeting. Aldershot is running back-to-basics and national bangers this weekend. There's a surprise for you. Unlimited national bangers, 29 cars. Back-to-basic bangers, 55 cars. Nearly doubled the amount. And that just shows how popular they've become at Aldershot since the two mm. years ago, since they got introduced. And over time, I reckon we'll be seeing the similar sort of thing at Mildenhall. And believe Ooh, me, I do not want to see comment. numbers... I didn't, don't want to see numbers decrease when it comes to national bangers at Mildenhall because that, as you said, is a national banger track. But it's just giving it another option of having another style of banger racing there as well, which brings drivers back out on track. And it's not just first-time drivers, but some of the drivers from the past who have sort of not got the time and the money to sort of compete and build cars now have the time to go and build a car, not as much work to put into it, and it's not going to cost them as much, and everyone's pretty much on the same level playing field. So over time... Mildenall will see the success of Back to Basics, and all I ask is just give it a chance. Yeah, pretty much every. So pretty much every other adult formula has a sort of slightly cheaper, not watered down, but like slightly lesser version to it. So the national hot rods have the two liter hot rod supporting them. People can make the move up with less financial commitment. Then going going below that, you've got lightning rods and stock rods. Um, National saloon stock cars they have the thirteen hundred stock cars under them. Why shouldn't the national bangers then have a few layers below them that actually 
depending on your time and financial com- commitment, you can still get involved in the sport and make the move up as you see appropriate as you go. And if you're support, if you're supporting the the formula above you, then it means you're going to be more involved. You're going to be seeing other things. You're going to be then wanting to try and get involved with that afterwards as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, going a bit off topic slightly. But I think it's slightly relevant. Is Stan Lake Green have got a bit of a headache on their hands because I think they might be. I think they are slightly considering the idea of introducing back the basics, and um, the headache for them is they got a strong no, not, they got a strong, a very strong uh, street banger scene, and the national bangers is not too shabby either. The certain meetings, and I've got this, this this crazy idea that will we ever see national bangers, street bangers, and back to basic bangers on the same day? Because as you know, they they run yeah. two bank classes on the same day as it is. I think that'd be crazy, well, yeah. but it's not, it's not going to happen. But it's a yeah. crazy idea. But that might be something they might want to consider for next year's HMC meeting in January. Run all three banger classes. Put oh the my goodness! Back what street Bring bangers? H- street bangers at Metal Classic. That, that's going to get a lot of hate. <laughs> yeah, but the thing oh. is, though, it's not. Is it still getting the same numbers it used to get? Say, for example, six, seven, ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually. Yeah, I think oh, that's, it was... that's good. I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I, you know, I can't remember the numbers without researching them. But, you know, it's nice to see that they're still getting the same numbers. But even still, at least it, yeah. I don't know, give another option for more drivers to go out on track. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I think still National Bangers are heavy metal classic because there was what I think. Yeah, there was I'm about... not knocking that one. <laughs> I think no. I think there was 200 this year, around 200, just shy of that anyway. So it's still wow. getting yeah, no, well. yeah. Um, Magic Terry. <laughs> And so we had this debate before about uh, we had this debate before about firecracker with uh, back to basics mm-hmm. with Ford Formula. Would banger fans rather go and see the two litre stock rods at a, uh, a banger event, or would they rather see the back to basics as a back support to basics? Formula? Obviously, uh, I'd rather see twice. back to basics <laughs> arena than fifteen two litre stock cars. Even I'll admit that. To be fair. Um, yeah. Magic two hundred eight is listening live to the podcast. I can proudly announce, and Hello, he's got a Magic. comment, and he's got it, another it comment. Be... I was going to say, the first comment he said, is this the same Magic or is it an imposter? That was too nice to be the original Magic 208. Yeah, it was. I've been very shocked. <laughs> He's, he said, you've also got to take into account the difference in driver bases between Mildenhall and Aldershot. A fair few back-to-basic drivers at Mildenhall were Aldershot-based. Mildenhall mm. already has a decent national banger scene also near um, Kings Lynn. So that's another little um, comment, which I, yeah. I, I slightly agree with. I yeah, think, right. King, he is King's right. Well. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, he's right. And I think we're going to close that debate there before we say back to basic another hundred times. People kill us. <laughs> if we've counted well, the amount of times, if we've counted the amount of times we've used the B to B word, please uh, let us know. <laughs> and um, we move on now, and I'm quite dreading this to the third round of the mouldy old quiz. And I'm going to hand you back over to James Keane on this one, which I'm not looking forward to. Ha <laughs> ha. So you're feeling nervous, Matt? Very nervous. I'm ap- I'm, right. I'm I'm feeling more nervous than when I raced at Wimbledon. And that's saying something. So I'm going to announce that we're going on the rolling lap. At which point you will hear the music from Oldie Old Day. Any time between. Actually, this is going to be awkward because you're the one that does the music, Matt. How yeah, I'm the music this? player as well. <laughs> you have to say green, green, green for yourself here. And I've got to answer the questions. Anytime after 15 seconds, you'll hear green, 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 and I'll start asking questions. You get one lifeline. You're allowed to say thumbs down, thumbs down, at which point Andy Watts will stop the stopwatch, and I will give you a clue. 
once you've had your clue, you get one guess. The stopwatch will start again. You've got one minute to answer as many questions as you can. And just to remind you, you're a... Uh, Two, two of the three of your co-hosts have got five and six so far, so no pressure. I think maybe I'd be happy with three. <laughs> if I'm honest, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but we'll see. Well, I've got to go next week, so I, I feel your pain. <laughs> so, is everyone ready? Yes, yep. I'm ready slightly. So, <laughs> Mr. Arthur, take us on our rolling lap. Right, we're going to go on the rolling lap now. We are green, green, green. What colours did the Surrey Street squad race in? What in red? Y- yes. Which well-loved in-car race starter sadly passed away within the last year? Pass. Name the driver who's also in a team with his brother who was the focus of the first episode of BBC's Fast and Fearless. Oh, no. Pass. <laughs> What is a driver shown to say that he's on a warning? Thumbs down, thumbs down. Okay, it's on a board. I don't know, pass. A start uh, okay. Which team has the most Civil War wins? North. Yes. What position did Ricky Finney eventually finish in the world final? Fourth. No. What year did the world final move to Ipswich? 2008. Yes. What this year the two leader the two leader final was at Wheels. Where was it every other time? Red flag, red flag. Well, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the well-loved Incar Race starter that passed away within the last year, that was a uh, John Gould and um everyone around Incar Race would have been sad to see that uh face uh um, not be seen at the uh, not be seen around anymore. Um, name the driver who you also in the team with his brother who was the focus of the first episode of BBC's Fast and Fearless. That's Paul Corpiella. Ah, oh, of course it was. Ah, oh, damn it. What is the driver shown to indicate he's on a warning? And your clue was it's shown on a board. It's the black cross board. Okay, never knew that. I actually didn't know that. To be fair, <laughs> the position Ricky Finney eventually finished was third. Oh, one off then. It's not too bad. Right, it's unlucky, that. <laughs> the two litre final... Uh, sorry, the um, world final moved to Ipswich in 2008, as you said. And the year, and this year, the two litre final was at Wheels. Every other year, it's been at Hensford. Oh, of course. Yeah, see, my mum went blank. The nerves got to me. That's my excuse. So that's that, that's three. Uh, well... You I'm make your target. Yeah, I've, at least I've got an answer right. That's the main thing. <laughs> and I can't remember no, well, can well I? Done, mate. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, well can I? <laughs> and of course, it's time for you next week, James. Um, next time, James, as well. Yeah, and I look forward to um, beating your low score. And then we get to invite <laughs> guests onto the show to come and have a go at the quiz. Yes, we do. So and I bet I know who our first guest will be as well. Ho- hopefully, we we'll get the likes of Dave Goddard. We we'll get Magic Toe away. The, the the imagination is. I don't know. You could get anybody on. We could get we could get Nathan Pinder on the show. We could get Mookster on the show. We could get anybody. 
anybody we want. I reckon we should get a driver, do an interview with him, and then give him the challenge. Yeah, and it's like it's like yeah. Top Gear Sorted. style price car. You give him a little five minute interview, then bam, we hit him with the quiz. <laughs> so that's it. That's yep. the quiz, and uh, we move on now to the message board where um, Jordan put the uh, message board post on Facebook last night, and nobody responded to it. However, oh. they, they responded to the wrong limbing post. They they responded on the debate post instead. So, oh, that's um, all right then. Yeah, yeah, at least we got some comments, I suppose. Um, In the future, so, I'll do it a couple of hours apart. If yeah, that's that easier for everyone, that that works. Yeah. Um, kicking things off, my dad asks, "Why has Mildenau got no control car?" Because the other one blew up. The engine went bang in the old Toyota that they've had for donkey's years. And no, another one has never been replaced yet. But I do know there will be a new pickup possibly coming in the next few months. Yeah, I did that's see good. Mr. I think Mr. Got... Wood turned up in one. Oh, and, based on the fate, and based on the fate of other Speedworth pace cars, it'll either be crashed into a traffic lamp or be hit by a, a supporting <laughs> formula on that sums it up perfectly. Um, but like the thing is with Mildenau and Pat, you don't need obviously you don't need a pace car, but it's nice to have a, somebody to hop in the back and do their um, lap know, of lap honor. honor. Apart from me, I'm never going in a pace pace car ever again. As I yeah, said before, um, Joe Segan says, "Ban Mark one steering wheels." We're going back to that debate again. Um, <laughs> so yes, thank you for that lovely comment. Well said. You've got my blood, you've got my blood boiling already, especially in junior bangers, eh? Yeah, definitely. And we got them this Sunday at Aldershot. We got them at Aldershot this Sunday. Maybe I could, I could cut them off and throw them away. That'd be an evil plan, wouldn't it? Um, Wayne Davis has got a few comments. The first one is: Why do the Dutch and Belgian drivers prefer big followings at MN and Warnerton? And I suppose not the UK is what he's trying to say. Mm, I don't know. Is there a reason for that? Or do they hmm. even do they do bigger followings in their own country than what they do in our own country? I wouldn't say they do bigger followings, to be honest. Maybe you get a few more of them um, over there than over here with um, the domestic scene. But, no, in all fairness, I think both scenes are doing pretty well at the moment. I mean, I think Kemen is more renowned for its jacking trains, more than following ins. And um, Warnton in Belgium, I think, is pretty much a following in track because of the way it banks up massively on the turns. Like a NASCAR also, track. Also, can yeah, you bring your high ab? Also, can you bring your high ab over on a ferry? Would they be able to pull it out after? If they came over, <laughs> they can't pull it out as easily when they're over here. So, yeah. Um, moving on, Max Quinnell says, "Should Sangyongs should should the Sangyongs should have been banned? Uh, yes, they should have been. It's the right decision, I think. Um, we don't want to yes, ever see them I'll on a bank track ever again. I don't even care. I don't even want to see them in van bangers again. They don't deserve to be a van banger either. So." Let's get that one off my chest I as well. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Van Bangers, to no, be honest. No, don't say that. Don't you swear at me. No, we're not having him in Van Bangers. <laughs> don't don't say, get me started, He's going to delete me on Facebook Yeah, now. don't get me started. I think the Sangyong, it shouldn't have been a, a, a car anyway on on a banger track. And it shouldn't be a van. It doesn't look like a van. It's nothing like a van. Don't get me started, John. The first, <laughs> first Sassanyong Rodius was actually raced at a big van meeting, though, at Arena Essex by um, uh, John Harris, I think. A so. taxi was raced at Birmingham. Does that mean we should race him in van bangers? <laughs> oh, here we yeah. go. Here go. The delete button. Goodbye, John. You've been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Sassanyong will always have the honour of winning the last ever race at 
Last yeah. ever banger race at Wimbledon was run by Assas Young, so that's always one honour it's going to have. Yeah, yeah hopefully, we'll Steve Bailey. Hopefully, we'll never <laughs> see him. Hopefully, we'll never see him again. Um, and the final comment I can see on well Facebook anyway is going back to Rain Davis. Are Speedworth trying to rule the whole banger scene with trying to ban live videos being shown on YouTube? And I think what eventually means is. Um, uh, when people, when well, we say amateur um, video people going racing, uploading their videos to YouTube, and I'm guessing that they're, in fact, they're affecting the bang, the DVD sales of, like, say, your Martin Hunts and your Impact videos and that kind of thing. I don't know what we make of that. Ooh, um, I think one, it, it goes back to a topic that I said once before, a couple of podcasts back. Yes, it's okay if you put the footage up, for example, maybe, I don't know, a lot of it is down to the fact that most of it is done live, which we had all this discussion with before. Obviously, when it goes live, you know, it, instead of people actually turning up to watch the meeting and getting the atmosphere, they're sat in the front room watching it on a laptop. And yes, yeah. not only that, but it does actually affect the DVD sales. Yeah, and, and it, it affects does the have a huge impact. And not only that, obviously the DVDs, if anything unruly happens, it obviously gets edited out for legal reasons. When someone puts it up on YouTube, who knows what's being put up there? And some of the stuff could be seen by, say, for example, health and safety executives. They'll take one look at that and go, right, we're visiting that track. And before you know it, another track has gone under the water because it's yeah. been shut down for health and so, safety. See, and there's, there's, also, there's also the problem of what is copyrightable, right? So if, yes. if Speedway want to sell their commercial rights to be filmed to their photographers and to their video people, or any promotion wants to sell that stuff, if they're not seen to be protecting their commercial filming rights, then anyone could turn around and say, oh, anyone can do whatever anyway. Then all of a sudden, the commercial rights to what they're promoting are just like null and void. So it has to be seen that it's protected. Yeah. I, I don't um, think they'll ever stop people taking pictures or taking videos. I think the, more of the problem is with the live things, as we've um, already covered. Um, yeah, it. It does annoy me actually when you just get forums and over banger chat clogged up with even like a week before the meeting, anyone periscoping this or anyone doing Facebook Live and all that. It's it is a little bit annoying to be honest because I'm um, you know I know you all can't get to every single meeting, but you know in some cases it is wrong because at the end of the day it is a business and people do work hard to promote it and um. See? Make a living out of it. I'm I'm fifty fifty on the whole DVD online video thing because I think yes, I think it's a shame. I do feel sorry for the the, the official DVD people out there because I've always I've grown up buying banger DVDs and watching them. But the sad reality is two things. I mean, obviously we're moving on in the future now, um, where everything's all online and on show on the internet. And the other thing is, um, it's just. I thought I was going to say, actually. To be honest, my mind's gone completely blanked. Uh, blank but then on, the other side of it, then on the other side of it, they are paying for their commercial right to film it, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you, as you're saying, if maybe it's time to move on, then maybe it's time that maybe these people put a subscription model in, like Netflix, where if you pay X amount a month, then you can watch the meeting stream like you would on Netflix. Yeah. See, maybe that's where things I think, move to. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm 50-50 on the whole the whole online video thing, but it's like with me, it's like how are they going to? That's what I was say. How are they going to police? How would they police it as well? Because you got to bear in mind, um, if you start banning people from videoing and taking photos at meetings, um, obviously, eventually, everyone's get fed up and they're they're going to quit their tr- uh, local tracks and not go anymore. 
And yeah, just generally how they're going to place it. Like somebody takes a photo on a phone. Oh, we can't do that. I don't think it's ever yeah. be possible. It's a double-edged sword. But the problem is that if you don't try and mm. at least police it a bit, then then you lose your commercial rights to do anything. So yeah. All right, I think that's it. Any more? I got one look? more. Go on. Yeah, I got one more comment that's been privately messaged to me from my fiance Donna. She says, "Get Dean Wood to do the quiz." <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Dean Wood to do the quiz. Definitely. <laughs> there's lo- we could do loads. Right. There's, there's the, the potential is endless on this this quiz. Do you know what we could do? We could do get all the promoters to take the quiz and do a separate scoreboard for them. Yeah, yeah promotion quiz. I love that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Here we, we go. And can we still do the Retro Run versus Magic Show 8 Grand Final before the World well, Final weekend? I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I've tried to reach out to them both. I've tried to reach out to them both and do them both on the same quiz, head to head. Brilliant. Like fam- family fortune style, head to head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now. I think we're going to move on from the uh, message board and conclude with the fixtures. It's getting late again. We've, mm-hmm. we've done it. We've managed to do nearly an hour. Done an hour. Practically. Um, and obviously, like I said, we uh, we move on to the fixtures now for the last part of the podcast. Uh, covering the next two weekends, including the Bank Holiday Monday. That is May the 7th. And uh, we start at Stoke on Saturday, the 28th of April. Of course, is the Stanford's Memorial. Huge uh, booking list there. 278 cars currently booked in. Fully booked. Get there nice and early, definitely. Um following day on Sunday 29th all the shots celebrates its 10 year anniversary meeting for unlimited national bangers 28 of those booked in back to basics in their Tom and Cl- Tongham classic 54 of them and the junior bangers also making an appearance with 28 of them uh, booked in as well also on the same day at Stan Lake in Oxfordshire is two international bangers and ladies street bangers the following week on Saturday the 5th of May um, at Mildenhall Stadium is the unlimited supreme championship um, also on the same night, Ringwood hosts Rookie Bangers Western Championship. And then we move on to the Sunday 6th of May. Uh, three meetings we've got listed here. Northampton back to basics, including Caravan Figure of Eight race. And we've got two of them to look forward to at Aldershot this year. I've never seen one before, but that should be quite entertaining indeed. Um, Mendips, also on the Sunday, Unlimited Bangers, Thunderbolt 18. Mm-hmm. That's getting on quite well now, isn't it? On its 18th year, almost at 20. Mm-hmm. Only another two years yeah. to go. And... The return of National Bangers for that fixture this yes, year. Yes, yes. Was it was it Street Bangers or Back to Basics before? I can't remember. But yeah, I think it has been the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. and and it, I think the most interesting fixture of the day uh, comes at St Day. Big Van Bangers. Uh, it's either the first time we've done Van Bangers there, or it's been at least fifteen or so years, surely. Uh, to see Van it's Bangers been a while since in Cornwall. Van Bangers the same day. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. Um, and, and of Steve course. Speedworth Domestics are also on that day at the 6th of May as well. What's that, Aldershot? Uh, is it Aldershot? Aldershot. Yeah. Which, yeah, is actually, which is actually two days after my birthday, so if anyone feels the need to uh, come and uh, give me a small present on the pit, <laughs> on the pit I'll, be, I'll be more than happy to accept it. I shall be standing and waiting for you, James. <laughs> oh, the love. The love, the man love there. And, uh, it's my, it's my, it's my cage love. It's my 30th birthday, and rather That's than bloody go... clock! Oh, you're just making things worse for yourself, James. Yeah. So, so, so rather than have a night out, I've decided to go and marshal instead the day after. So. Nothing so wrong with it. that. I did oh, that no. for many years. That's how it should be done. And we conclude on uh, Monday the 7th of May, the bank holiday day, and uh, we start at Eastbourne for the annual Big Van Bangers, which is always one of the highlights of the year at the venue mm-hmm. and 
um, on the big van banger calendar. And we can confirm at this stage there's 21 vans booked in for this meeting. Um, as they posted on Oval Chat earlier today. So hopefully they can hit the magic 30 uh, by the time the meeting rolls around. That'll be a brilliant turnout. Um, mm-hmm. As the meeting does usually attract between 21 to 26 fans, give or take, something like that. Yeah. Um, Kings Lynn hosts the Junior Banger World Final. Plenty of Mark 1 steer mills to be had there. If you <laughs> like your Mark 1 wheels. And um, Dover finally has a big van bangers. And that concludes the Yay. fixtures for this oh, no, podcast. No, Essex, Essex also have their 40th year anniversary meeting for the Chick Woodward uh, PR. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Oh, How could I miss that? How could I miss that? And uh, I think that is it. That concludes podcast number 16. And I think, if you can confirm, Andy Watts, will be coming back in two weeks' time? Um, Yeah, we will be coming back here after the bank holiday weekend, which will be Thursday the 10th of May. So we'll have plenty to report back on that one. Loads of to report on. Hopefully more news as well. Yes, I know that we'll have some more news of big events coming up. But uh, yes, I think that concludes tonight's podcast. Uh, it's a good night for myself. A good night from Matt Josie. Good night, Matt. Good night, Andy. Good night, everyone else. And thank you for listening, as always. And to our panellists, good night to Jordan Hollands. Good night, Andy. Good night, everyone else. And thank you for listening once again. And a very good night to uh, James Keane. Good night, Andy. And good night to the hashtag Cage Nation. Yes. And from... Oh, yes. Nice <laughs> and uh, from all of us here at Cage Full Throttle in association with Downforce UK and Oval Talk, it's a good night from us all. And uh, stay safe out there, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye bye for now. Full Throttle is a Cage Bangers production for Downforce UK, written and presented by Matt Josie and Andy Watts. Visit us online for all the latest banger reports, news, photos and more. And don't forget, like and subscribe for all the latest news and views. Or find us online at cagebangers.co.uk or on Twitter and Facebook at CageBangers. See you next time on Full Throw Woomah!